No! 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 What? Because I was married for two fucking years! You're a cunt, Ryan. You cunt. You're a cunt, Ryan. No, sir, I don't like it. No, sir, I don't like it. You're a cunt, Ryan. No, sir, I don't like it. What's up, everybody? It's episode 89. Which was the year I was born. That is not even remotely true. You're right, 93. <laughs> you're right. I'm just trying to be a little older. I know. You're such a young baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little young bitch. <laughs> I'm a fucking young bitch. It's such a young bitch. Episode 89 of No Sir, I Don't Like It. I'm Carmen Morales. With me, as always, the very funny Brian Vokey. Hello, ladies. This Close. podcast has been brought to you by Brondell. Close to me, you like my brother. Close to me, you like my bidet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where are you going with? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blast that shit out of my crevicey asshole. My crevasse. Clean my crevasse, Brondale. My wrinkly assholes filled with the shit. That's what's great about um <laughs> That's what's great about a Brondale. That'd be a great radio commercial. Like a nineteen fifties commercial. Yeah, but eh? Blast my crevicey shit filled asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blast it clean, why don't you? Send a civil rights hose right up my oh, fucking God, keister. Stop. <laughs> Wash me like at a zoo elephant. <laughs> that is what's great about, like, even if you do the combo, like the bidet plus the wipe, because the water gets all up in there and the and the little tiny creases and shit, like you get it completely. I remember clean hearing slate. some rapper, and I don't mean that in like a racist way, like some rapper. Some I just fucking one of them rapper <laughs> boys. I can't remember who said it, but he said. Yo, make sure your girl is. It's funny because he made it gendered like that. He's like, make sure your girl is using fucking wet naps or whatever when she's wiping her ass. The the wet ones, mm-hmm. the wet wipes. He goes, let me put it to you this way: melt some chocolate on the on the tiles of your bathroom floor, and then just clean it up with a dry piece of toilet paper. <laughs> Was this like a, a an ass eating joke? I don't think. I think he was just talking about how you gotta get your girl wet wipes. Yeah, probably for ass eating purposes, but I don't think it was on a network where he was allowed to say all that. Okay, but he's like, just pick up a piece of melted chocolate off your bathroom tile in the in the grout and everything. See how clean you get it with a dry piece of toilet paper. (laughs) And that's what I'm saying. That's why you need a Brondell bidet promo code. No, sir. N.O.S.I.R. 20 percent off their bidet products, plus their air purifiers or water purifiers and all the other wonderful assortments that they have at Brondell.com. We are uh, we're t- we're coming to you from the road, kids. We're still in Virginia. Virginia has been uh, cool. Kazi's is a interesting club. It is interesting. We also met interesting people at this weird slash interesting club. Met a man named Everett who with one T. He was from Iowa. He was eighty three years old. Former Marine Corps. Fought in Korea. Black man. Grandparents. Slaves. He had grandparents that were actually slaves. And he was sharp as a tack, and we had a great conversation. He could hear, he could walk, he, he could dance. He was charming as fuck is what he was. And it's just one of those things where you're like, when you just meet those rednecks who are like, get over it. And you're like, how do you expect it to be so quick? There's dudes who are alive whose grandparents were slaves. That's yeah. insane. That's literally a Louis C.K. bit, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's... St- he has some bit about that or something. Where yeah, it's, I remember. I remember him talking. People are always like, "It was like 400 years ago," and you're like, "No, it was 140 years ago." Yeah, 
This guy, fucking nuts. This guy was a badass. He was telling us about all his wives. He's he had a, three wives. He's he has three wives, and uh, the third one passed away, and now he's got a, he's eighty three, and he has a fifty one year old girlfriend. Yeah, dude, he is crushing it, and he's having her over to fuck tomorrow. He's getting red. He said he said he had to cut out because he had to get some red wine for her. And he's he's like she's having he's having her over. He said I'm gonna have her over. He wouldn't say this in front of Carmen. It was so funny. It was he was being like obnoxiously polite. <laughs> he's such a gentleman. He was he was calling like he was. He's like an old school like southern gentleman about it. Yeah. Where he was like um oh <laughs> he was talking and talking shit about because Brian was in the army and this guy was in the Marine Corps so he was making fun of the dudes from the army. He's like mm-hmm. oh I can't say it in front of you. I'm sorry. I just. Chivalry yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't dead. I must. I can. I was like, "Did you not hear my act, motherfucker?" Yeah. And then I called him a motherfucker, and he. Would, then he finally he was like, "They're pussies." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like "You're not wrong." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's literally. But then he would still be too like too polite while I was there, and then he when was I uncomfortable. Leave, yeah, when and then I we left. were talking about pussies as soon as he left. <laughs> He was a hound, dude. Yeah. He loves it. He can't get enough of it. But it's so funny. He's 83 years old. He's having his date at 11 in the morning. And he's like, because she's got to be out by one because that's when football starts. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you know what's fucked up is I still admire that kind of honesty. You know what I I thought he was going to say nap. But then he said football, and I was like, "This man is my hero." And then I asked, <laughs> I asked him for a picture. <laughs> yeah, Brian isn't asked to have pictures with famous people. He wants it with fucking Everett with one T. Yeah, this eighty-three-year-old schedules pussy between eleven a.m. and one p.m. so he doesn't miss football. He, he was a hero. If you see the, if you go on Instagram, I'm gonna po- post the picture. You would think I'm meeting like a famous, famous man. Like I am smiling <laughs> ear to ear. I loved him so much. And he liked my set. Yeah. That was what was great is he had a great sense of humor. Like, yeah. I did wonderful. like a suicide heavy set and he loved it. It was so <laughs> funny. And you know what's funny? He he does my favorite thing. And my dad's a little bit like this too, where he's like, you got to have a positive attitude. And then he would tell you a miserable story. Yeah. And, but he would say it with a smile on his face where he would be like, yeah, you know, the... You gotta. I love life. I have a great time. But you know, the divorce laws in California are so fucked up. He's like, I, I you know, fifty fifty. So I, I had to lay low and I had to. Escape. He would like real vague, and he would be like, I had yeah. to escape out of California for twenty, thirty years. And it's crazy how these guys measure chunks of time where like that's like a quick story to him. Yeah, yeah. For yeah, twenty to thirty years, 20, he was ducking. Years. He said he told the judge that he lost all his money in Vegas and then ran to the Virginia to the <laughs> East Coast. <laughs> He was unbelievable. He was unbelievable, and he's you know he and it, it's it's really interesting talking to these people because like these older, the older folks because, you know it's so funny because you meet these like you meet so many like rich white kids who are so mad about racism, so mad about all and and you should be mad but they're so consumed with anger that with Trump and that the world isn't perfect. And then you meet an 83-year-old black American man. Imagine the shit he's experienced in his life. And Especially he, with as rich as his story is, because it's not even just that. Like, his dad was a coal miner. He worked in the Marine Corps. He um fucking what was he grew up in Iowa around in no Iowa. black people. Yeah, he was like it was there was three hundred black people in all of he the goes, area. There was thirty thousand in the town. Three hundred of us were black. I knew every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
just to imagine. And then he went. To, he's a war veteran, and to imagine what his life has been like. And he's like, I love everybody, though. You know, if I say hello to somebody, they don't say hello back to me. I, I get it, man. Some people are in a bad mood. So, you know, whatever. And you just meet these people who live in, like, Highland Park, L.A., like, where in my neighborhood, who are, like, you know, fucking, I don't know what they do for a living. I, they sell, like, yeah. vintage clothes. And they're so angry about racism, so angry about sexism, because they've really not had a struggle. You know? Well, that's what's so gross about it is they're speaking on behalf of these people, and these people are saying things like "it's okay." We, you know, they're you they're be, more you, of the yeah. unity people as opposed to like "fuck these pieces of shit." Because really, when you break it down, like I feel like there's not everybody's like a piece of shit. Yeah. But they talk about it like the majority of our country are hate everybody else. You know. Right, right, right. And it's not it's not like that. I mean, for, especially even if like. With that whole, like, pretty common premise bit of, like, everybody's a little racist. Like, everybody's 10% racist. Everybody's got a little bit of racism in them or whatever. Like, on the other side of that, it's also, like, most people, regardless of how they feel, are still polite enough. Unless you're in these, like, because you take all these instances and once you add them up, there's not really that many in comparison to how many people are actually here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree 100%. Especially I, when you're in a place like this where there's like a lot of black people and black people who have had to actually personally deal with racism. Yeah. Because that's what's weird about the... And it's, this, this isn't just the only place, but there's always areas where it's like where there's a lot of racism, there's a lot of black people. Oh, for sure. You know what well, I mean? It's it, so strange. You know, uh, kind of, though. That, I mean, oh, 100% I agree with what you're saying, but there's also a lot of racism where they aren't, and I experienced it firsthand in Maine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, where everybody in the family was pretty ignorant and racist, and it was like, "What are you even worried about? They're not here." Yeah. And then, like, as soon there's as like no black people in the whole state. What right. Are you looking for? What are you talking about? And during the Clinton administration, they started accepting refugees from Somalia, and a lot of Somalians came over. And even like people I'm very close to in my family had a lot of shitty things to say about the Somalians. And there was like rallies and marches and shit. And it's still, Maine is still over 96% white. Like they're not like, yeah, we go down to get like our food stamps or our welfare, but we can't get anything because all the money's going to the fucking Somalians or whatever. And so they like are so, oh, it's almost like they're excited to have somebody else to blame their shit lives on. Because it's sure. like, you know, you're in this state that's 100% white and everybody looks like you and you're like, why am I failing? Yeah. The other people who look like me are doing fine and I'm failing. But then you get these Somalians, you're like, look at them. Yeah, they're like, look finally, it. not me. <laughs> yeah. Finally, I can dump all my shit on these fucking <laughs> Somalians. Not for one second will I think f- at all about what their experience was yeah. like. <laughs> at all. Yeah, they <laughs> ran here to the yeah. place you can't succeed at, motherfucker. If you, if you meet an African black person with green eyes, they've seen some shit. Yeah. They've seen, they're from what? They're from Eastern Africa. And, oh boy. Oh, the that Eritreans, was the, other thing is he the played Somalians. Football. He played motherfucking college football and was so good at it. And, but he played college football at a time where they wouldn't let black dudes be quarterbacks. Yeah. He was a quarterback in high school. But they wouldn't let him be a quarterback. So he had to play back corner or something. He had to play cornerback. Cornerback. Yeah, they moved him from quarterback to cornerback. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he played at the University of Iowa, not some bumpkin school, like a Big Ten major nationally ranked program. And then he, you know, and and that was after the war. Guys, we're talking about so old, like Colonel. I think he's he's older than you, man. I think Mm -hmm. he's older than you. This guy was only eighty three. 
Colonel. <laughs> you think Colonel's 163? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Colonel fought in all the wars? Yeah, Cur- <laughs> Colonel fought with wooden airplanes. <laughs> He's a pilot, but what he did was he did those Chinese fighting kites. <laughs> he, he flew the Chinese fighting kites. Uh, and he also helped build the 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 Chinese the what's that the Great Wall of China? I was gonna call it the Chinese Wall. <laughs> the thing that was cool about uh, the other thing that was cool about Everett with one T is Everett played football so long ago they didn't even have a mouth guard. He they didn't lost, have a face mask. Yeah, he, they didn't have a face. They just had the one bar. So Everett lost like his front two rows of teeth. But <laughs> unlike everybody else in this fucking town, he's the only one that paid the money to get him. Things to replace. Yeah, there's a lot of like <laughs> fucked up grills. <laughs> fucked up grills. Yeah, there's. I smoked a cigarette tonight. You are crazy. You know why? why? Because I love smoking indoors. And so, and the UGA game was on. Big dogs fan, go dogs. UGA game was on. Carmen was up doing her bullshit on stage. <laughs> I hate men. (laughs) We have it so hard. Meanwhile, I'm talking to an 83 year old guy with slaves for grandparents, and she's like, I'm oppressed. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) I'm just kidding. He's Uh, saying this bullshit, but no, no. seriously, Everett fucking loved me. That guy loved me. He did. He liked my set too, and he was unbelievably sound with hearing for a war veteran who's 83 years old. Yeah, dude. To be able to hear like that? And football too. Like. Yeah, he was unbelievable. I like, I really am moved. I, most people in my family don't live that long. Mm-hmm. Like my meme, uh, which says, you know, I have some French people in my family. My meme uh, lived to 84. Mm-hmm. And that's got to be a record in my family, as far as I know. Meme was awesome. She, she would sit there and drink Crown Royal and watch wrestling. Not Crown Royal, sorry. Secret. She would do seven to seven. Seagram seven oh, nice. to seven up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she would sit there and she would she would watch s- wrestling. Oh yeah, professional wrestling. She was obsessed with it, and she would sit with her legs at a forty five degree angle, just bo- like man spreading type mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, and she would put her elbows on her knees and she would clap at the wrestling and just laugh at it. And mm-hmm. she in Maine they do this thing where they go yeah, like like yep, like how Southerners like you know in King of the Hill they go yep. And then they take a sip of beer. Mm-hmm. The other one goes, yup. Yup. Well, in Maine, that, that same sound, they go, ah, ah, And she would just do that and laugh and watch wrestling. You know what's And funny? just drink whiskey. I feel like, like Maine is the George. Well, no. No, Maine's say- rednecks on snowmobiles for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, complete rednecks. Yeah. My Vimme was hilarious. My dad told me a story about uh, they were like going to watch a Christmas tree lighting in Portland, Maine. Uh, this is when I was like either not born or one years old, uh-huh. but she had she made my dad run out and get her some seven and seven, and she fucking got wasted off of it and was like, "Georgie, I need to pass out in your bed." He <laughs> 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 just passed out in his bed while he went to go watch the Christmas lighting. <laughs> she was funny too, and she was raunchy, 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 raunchy. Really affectionate laugh, but she's the only one who lived like really late. Like, so people don't live that late long in my in my family. Mm-hmm. See, so, mine's the opposite. They live to be in the nineties. I desperately long for a connection with older people. I used to when I before I moved to Berlin, because uh, I went Bay Area, Berlin, L.A. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. My last six months in, in. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought you moved from the San Francisco Bay Area to Los Angeles, and like while you were in San Francisco, had gone to Germany. Nope. And came back and then moved nope. down. I didn't live in the Bay. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I moved to Berlin and then moved to LA. That was the plan the whole time. Huh. But um, so my last few, I was in a nursing home. I was volunteering in a nursing home. Just hanging out with the people. And all I had to do was just chill with them. That's all. They just wanted people to come hang out with them for people that nobody would visit or whatever. And Dude, I said I said this to you, but I'm saying it now. I look at old people like the same way like women who want kids look at kids. Like I look at old people. Like we, Brian and I went to this, uh, this, this this seafood restaurant that was like down the street. It was right on the water. It was badass. Oh, yeah, that old lady. And then there were these two old ladies that were in the bathroom. And, man, I walked in, and there was only two stalls, and these broads were just cackling it up. Something about, oh, and he works in coffee, and he's got that. And they're just having a time, not giving a fuck about their world was a bubble, and I was outside that bubble Mm -hmm. just watching it like a snow globe. And it was so fucking adorable. And I don't know what it is, dude. I look at them like like women look at babies, and my face lights up, and I just get so excited <laughs> about them. I do. I fucking love an old lady. I love an old dude. Which I is funny because you have a good sense of smell, and usually that's what turns people off on old people. Well, they usually smell like powder. They don't usually. Oh, they, I mean, that's. I think that's a common misconception that they all stink. Like these old bitches had their shit together. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. The one had a walker, and one had a cane. The cane was the young one. Mm-hmm. The one in the cane was going to pull the car around for the one in the, and the walker. walker. Yeah, and they were still out having a time by themselves. It was just these two old chicks. I think it was this... a mother and a daughter. Really? I think it no, was like an 85-year-old were... mother and a 65-year-old daughter. No, the way they were talking about like each other's family, they were not related. I think they were just friends. That's crazy. It was like some straight up like real-life golden girl shit. These two old bitches were just hanging out. That's so funny. Yeah, I, I crave that. I crave that relationship with older people, that somebody to talk to, somebody with some perspective. Somebody like You tell an old person any one of your problems, and they're like, yep. Like they just you can't shock them with that kind of stuff. (laughs) And so they're just like they relax you because it's like, well, no shit. You're you're this old and you've uh, nothing I'm going through. You haven't gone through. Right. You know, and you're just like, yeah, that sucks. But you know what else? I'm going to die tomorrow. So maybe what if that was your problem? (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Yeah. I guess I'm just going to enjoy the fuck out of these crab cakes. Yeah. Uh, I miss Meme. Meme Biat. Yeah. That's very, very French. Um, but yeah, she, uh, she was super cool, but no, yeah, nobody in my family has lived that long. My grandfather, I was very close to, but he was a hard drinking diabetic mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, he, he made it to like, I don't know, 70 something. It was shocking. So funny. Cause he would like kill like a 24 pack. He stayed alive for spite for sure. That's definitely a guy that stayed alive No, he spite. loved life. He was a fucking really? thug and but a criminal, but he loved but that's life. That's what I mean is like you have diabetes and you're drinking and you stay alive until you're in your my dad would be like you know dad you gotta like be careful with the drinking he goes ah just double up my insulin (laughs) so he would just get me hammered in his chair at on 100 state street in portland maine there's a like a retirement community Mm -hmm. and he would just he would be drunk but he could still like give him the perfect amount of insulin to get through the night he was like a (laughs) he was a beast he was a he beat a guy up at seventy years old. That's so awesome. Yep, and he had a he had a he had beaten so many guys up at that bar that they knew when he was about to beat a guy up. This guy had made a really lewd comment about his kid who passed away, 
And uh, so my uncle, my uncle passed away and it was his kid. This guy made a rude comment about him and uh, kind of. Wait, so this guy insulted his dead child. Yeah, and kind of implied that his parenting is part of the reason why he had Wow. I don't want to go into details because it's just none of your business, but uh, not you, but listeners' business. <laughs> and I'm sure you all respect that. But uh, let's just say he said something rude about my uncle. My, he goes to the bathroom. My grandfather puts his glasses on the bar. And that's when the bartender goes, oh, here we go. <laughs> my grandfather. You know, you know you fought a lot in a bar when the bartender's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Andy's Tavern, Westbrook, Maine. And uh, he puts the glasses on the bar. They go, oh, geez, George. You know, that's my grandfather's name, George. And, uh, he, you know, he's older. He needs, to, he needs to have an advantage at this point. He's about 70 years old. He needs to find the guy. How old was the guy that insulted him? But in his 40s. Wow. He was his kid's age. He knew, he knew my uncle. So it was coming from a very personal place. And so he, my grandfather taps the guy. On his shoulder, guy's pissing at a urinal. Grandfather taps him on the shoulder. Guy turns around. Grandfather pops him right between the eyes. The guy wow. falls back into his own piss in oh. the urinal. My grandfather goes back to the bar, puts his glasses on, and finishes his drink. <laughs> what did what did the guy do? He fucking left it. A you know, yeah, fuck you, George. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he knew he'd get knocked out. Yeah, his dignity was gone. He was in. He was wet with his own piss, and a seventy-year-old man had just knocked him into a urinal. You kidding me? Wow, <laughs> that's so badass. Yeah, if you guys go uh, look on my Instagram at Brian J. Vokey on Instagram, I got a picture of my grandfather, and he looks exactly like this story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that looks like a seventy-year-old man that'll knock a guy. Yeah, out. <laughs> yeah. he's so he was so rad. We were really good friends. You know what happened is that. He, you and your grandfather? Yeah, we were really good friends. Because what happened was, so my grandfather had one lung. He was born with one lung. And what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And he was a big smoker for years. Oh, my God. And so what he, he's fucking old. You know, they didn't but know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, to have one lung, to smoke that long. You know yeah. what I mean? He, so what happened was we went to an Atlanta Braves He's game. more like a medical marvel is what I'm, oh, my Godding. <laughs> yeah, no, the fact that he lived that long is insane. He had tattoos, too. He was cool. But he, uh, I remember one time we were, we went to an Atlanta Braves game. He flew down to Georgia. I was a very, very vocal teenager, very political punk. And he said some racist stuff in the airport. He's an old man. I don't know. But you know what's funny is that when he was in the war, when he was in the Korean War, Japanese war, he actually had to fight. When he got in fights, he had to fight with black people. Because, like, because the Southerners who were, it's, it's funny because he was fighting the Southerners for being racist because they hated black people of any from anywhere and Yankees. That's who they hated right. when they were in the army. So he had. To what, he was from Maine. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he was a Yankee. He was fighting alongside black people when the fist fights would break out in the army. Sure. But he just said a lot of racist shit. He's from a different time. So, but I checked him, and I think he respected how I checked him. And then uh, he said something about, I don't even want to repeat it, but we, we got in, I don't want to disgrace his memory because I love the guy. But he said some shit and I yelled at him and I think he appreciated the way I yelled at him. And then later that trip, we we're going to a Braves game and he's a little slow at this point. He's old, very course, old yeah. and he's slow. So I, put, I give him my arm to, to hold on to my arm to go across the street and I wait for him and I, and I, and I like put my arm out to stop a car you know, so we have time. And this motherfucker is so hard and so tough 
and has had such a rough life that the action of me sticking my arm out for him to have somebody to guide him and to help him cross the street, you would have thought I took a bullet for him. He like no like he's just so hardened and he just softened at that moment and he became like my friend because he just was so appreciative of me just helping him across the street because yeah. he I think he finally allowed himself to be taken care of you know he had been tough for so long for sure and he was a he was in Atlanta big city millions of people were going to a baseball game there's thousands of people around him his grandson helps him out and he, he so he opened up to me that night and told me so much shit about the family i was never supposed to hear oh wow <laughs> and i'm not so you got all the deep dirt oh i got the deep dirt and my dad is just mortified that he's over there telling me all these stories and oh, it was shit. such juicy juicy shit and he was just telling me damn dude it's hard to get old people to fucking un, un to open that chest oh my god there's of all the shit th there's a lot of stories i just out of respect for my family, I'm not going to say. No, no, you shouldn't. And but, you shouldn't. <laughs> but, but like. But I'll just put it this way. He's like, you ever notice how one of your family members is a little bit taller and blonde and better at math than the rest of them? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, let's just say there was some running around going on there <laughs> and all this stuff. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. Oh. I was like, I really haven't thought of that. Like, you know, he is a little better it's at true, math. It's true because you forget, like, when you grow up with people, you don't analyze them as much. Right, you right, right. You just accept right. them. Yep. These are my Especially people. when they're older. Yeah. You know, you look up to them and they're just these tall. It's just these are these people and this is what they look like. And then it doesn't, it takes something like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like your, your you never noticed. You never, <laughs> you never observed you never the world around that? you. How and many, how many pairs of blue eyes are in the, uh, have the last name Voki? Uh, do you think it's a coincidence? There's only one, <laughs> one Voki with blue eyes. <laughs> but that, that also really teaches you how to actually be observant. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, for sure. You're like, Oh shit. I got to think about this. I gotta think of. I gotta look at everything. Yeah, and, and and question what it means, and then you learn these like real subtle lessons. Like, oh shit, okay. So now when stuff doesn't match, there's probably a reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pattern recognition. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, he taught us a lot about observation. He used to, uh, he used to take us to restaurants, and then the check would come. He go go wait in the car. You uh -huh. know, because he was not paying. <laughs> and then, uh, or like we would get winter coats. He would take our coat off, hang it up on a coat hanger, and put a new coat on us and go, All right, Grampy's going to pay for this. You guys go wait in the car. Oh. And he would just have us go wait in the car with brand new coats. Oh on. my God, that's amazing. <laughs> we, have, we have an old VHS. My family, I'm so thankful they did this because, uh, but when I was a kid, everybody hung out at my aunt's house. Everybody. She, she was just the host of everybody. And they yeah, would. That was like. It was Vokey Central. Yeah, Everybody yeah, yeah. Went it was literally him. on Central Street. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, she, every now and then, my uncle or my father would set up a camera and just record them hanging out, which my family is nasty, and there's some really fucking insane shit on there. But one of, a, one of the videos we have is just everybody... So instead of like Mel Gibson tapes, these are like the Vokey tapes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, you could get in as, about as much trouble, too. Um but uh, there's this one video. Wait, wait, what year was that? What do you, year do you think some of these were? Are these tapes? The year I'm referencing right now is probably eighty between eighty nine and ninety three. Okay, somewhere around there. Um, that th was like that was also big because at that time was when people started having camcorders. Well, my uncle Bucky like uh, ran a uh, like an audio visual store in Seattle, so he always had he would like mail cameras to us and stuff. 
So we always That's had cool. like we always had cameras. So he'd film a he'd you would just set up a <laughs> camera in the corner, and we have this one video that is the funniest thing I've ever seen because it's all of my family de- going down a row sharing stories about all the stuff my grandfather stole for them. <laughs> 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 They're like, oh yeah, and one he time he got me this. One time he got me that. One time he got me this. Oh, he got you that. He never got me that. <laughs> Arguing over what, <laughs> what what their dad did or didn't steal for them. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, then there was this. Uh, there was this. God, these stories are always tough to because it's like you want to you want to respect everybody's privacy, but there is this quote-unquote store uh in portland maine that was an apartment where uh this guy named bobo would uh stuff would fall off trucks and stuff and end up in this apartment and if you knew him you could go shopping it was like kind of an apartment walmart of things that fell off the store and uh my dad went in to get us nintendo games one time for christmas and he picks up a nintendo game and he goes to pay bobo for it and my dad walks out and Boba goes, uh-uh, hold on. And he pats my dad down and my dad's got another Nintendo game in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, if you aren't your fucking father's kid, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 Bobo had two generations of Vokey getting yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, get out of here. What's your last name? No, I'm patting you down. Yeah. <laughs> That's that steely face I'm talking about that I have. <laughs> it's it's actual steely down from face. Generation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been yeah. making fun of Brian all weekend on stage because I do about a bit about being a criminal, and I'm like, it's great going shopping. I go to the store with Brian because everybody thinks he's gonna steal, <laughs> and I'm over here stuffing my fucking pockets. <laughs> I know. You know how difficult it is to be passed down a criminal looking face and also a criminal gene <laughs> it's like can i get the come other? on man <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you're gonna give me the gene give me a better face <laughs> give me this guilty face give me a mask please i used to get in trouble for shit all the time in school because i just looked guilty something would happen and they would just blame me because of my face mm-hmm so it's like, well, why wouldn't I be a bad kid? See, I would get out of stuff because of my face. Exact opposite experience. <laughs> That's why I still commit crimes and you're like, I'm fucking, I'm too old for this shit. I can't do this Oh, anymore. yeah. I, I've be- I, I'll tell you what I don't like is how big of a pussy I am now. It's insane. I don't like it either. Like we're, wa- <laughs> we're walking across that highway medium and I was, I was medium and I was scared. We're just, okay, here's the thing. We don't have a car. We're on the road, whatever. So we're just walking around checking shit out and then... Brian starts freaking out because we're going over this overpass and there's no sidewalk. We're on a like, highway overpass with no sidewalk. It's first of all, this is most a small of our town. listeners would have freaked no out. Traffic. So it's, yeah, we, there when there's no side- traffic, that means they're going like 80 when they go over the bridge. And a lot of people are looking at their phones now. It's not that crazy. Whatever. The guy was fucking freaking out about it. And it wasn't that far either before we got to the I ran past her. It was like, fuck he it. Let, I don't give a shit if she gets hit. I'm getting off this fucking bridge. I I laughed so hard. I was ru- I was jogging and thinking about replacements for the podcast as I was running across that bridge. Oh, shit. Who could I get to get my, Who would do it with me? Maybe Maria would do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a nervous nanny now, which is funny because I'm not scared of death. I'm scared of paralysis. I think I would rather die. You can't come if you're paralyzed, right? You might be able to. I think it depends on your paralysis, whatever. You mean like comatose? Like- yeah, waist down. 
Waist down, you're paralyzed. Paraplegic, waist down. I don't know. I, I don't know specifically paraplegic, but I think if you're if you're fucked up waist down, it's th- there's no function in any of it. I yeah, because you know, I, if I gotten hit by a car and paralyzed in the waist down, I couldn't have a kid. I need to have a kid because I really need to pass on my family name. I need a son. My dad's ego is too. He's like, yeah, it's not my kid. <laughs> like, I need my kid to pass the Voki. Anybody who's not directly related to my lineage. Uh-huh. You know, a nephew, that doesn't count. That's not a Vokey. <laughs> That's my nephew. It's not a Vokey. My sperm did not make that. He wants the apple that has his stem on it. Yeah, exactly. It. <laughs> he wants me to have kids so bad. And it's funny because he always, like, whenever I visit him, he'll do it again this Christmas. He'll hint about, you know, girls and, and having kids and stuff. And it's like, do you think for two seconds what my, you know where I live. You've been to my house. Like, I am in no position to have a child. Like, <laughs> I can't have a child in a dentist's office. I, yeah, I was going to say, I can't, I can't raise a kid in a dentist's office, Dad. I can't do it. I would love to. I want a kids too, Dad. <laughs> but I need, uh, I need Comedy Central or somebody to throw me a couple <laughs> nickels and dimes so I can have the kid. We need more people to listen to the podcast, which means you guys should fucking tell people about the goddamn podcast. I got plenty of stalkers if you listen to the last episode that I could put a baby in right now. <laughs> You just need a facility. You need resources. That's all you yeah, need. Yeah, I just need the would money. Would you raise a kid on your own, or would you? Do you I think would you prefer need... to raise a kid on my own. For real? Yeah. You do. You think you could do both both roles, father and mother? Well, I don't think I could be a mother, and I think that'd fuck the kid up if I tried to be his mother. He just wouldn't have a mother. Wait, what the fuck? No, it means you have to do both. I, I can't if breastfeed you're a mom him. Is that what you... you're asking? I can't. I can't make titty milk. No, what the fuck? Are you psycho? What do you no, I'm mean? not saying to put your fucking hairy ass titty in your kid's <laughs> mouth, but I'm saying it's just the same thing like when you're a woman and you have a kid and, you know, the husband dies or you get divorced and he's gone or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You still have to do both roles. You still have to teach your kid man shit, even though you're not a man. It goes the same way when you're a single dad or a single mom. It's either way. It's either way. You still have to do both roles. Yeah, I think I would do both roles. Here's, I would teach a kid to shoot. I think I'd be better at teaching him the woman roles than the man roles. Why? I you don't would, think you could teach him how to shave because you got that patchy ass thing? No, I could face? teach him how to shave and shoot a gun, but I can't. I can't. I don't know how to. I'd be like, look, son, when it comes to getting laid, they all ask me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you about that. Like, I don't know I how mean, to. That <laughs> is something you could teach him. <laughs> you know that they always come dimples. To you? you can't teach dimples. <laughs> fucking soup bowls. You can't teach dimples. That's my new T-shirt. You can get that at brianvokey dot com. Uh, you can't teach dimples. Can't teach dimples, though. <laughs> I tell you what, you can't teach dimples. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, uh, yeah, like if my son was like, "Hey, my gr- my girlfriend's dimples, crazy," though? and I'd just be like, "It's awesome, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you love it." that's horrible advice you love it don't you (laughs) yeah i get it i mean you're right but it's still (laughs) don't encourage that tell him to be with somebody bored that like is easy to manage yeah well he'd be like not gonna burn you know he would say he'd look around the house and go well then where the fuck is mom And then he'll learn something about his dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you guys will be friends. That's your. That's Some your. I say not as I do. <laughs> you do seem like one of those do as I say, not as I do dads. I'm oh, not going to lie. Of course. Of course. Every dad is that. <laughs> is that every dad? <laughs> yes. Also, fuck. That is great advice. 
That is great. I hate that that is a like a considered hypocrisy. It's like, no, don't make the same mistakes that I made. No, but you're not showing the fact that you can learn from your mistakes because you're still making the fucking mistakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, look. We, we learn more by, like, we absorb, our brain absorbs more, like, watching behavior. It's just like animals. Like, we learn how to be from our parents, right? Because we use our frontal lobe more, then we, like, we can fuck with, we can be like, oh, they did that. That's bad. I do something better. Like, I think because we have, uh, we use our conscious thought more than a lot of other animals, that, like, we don't, you get to choose whether you want to, like, emulate the behavior that you've, you've witnessed, you have observed, and then you also can be like, oh, that's fucked up. I, I could think I can improve that, right? Like, isn't right. the whole point of the kids is you you take that information and then you you try to make it better? You got yeah, but better version. But uh, <laughs> if you if you got, I wish I could sit my son on my knee and just be like, "Listen, son, nothing on earth feels better than heroin. That's why you shouldn't do it. And there's no pussy greater than crazy pussy." And that's why you shouldn't do that either. <laughs> you stay away from crazy pussy and heroin. You'll be all right. But but that's but the, I feel like that, that message would be lost if you had a needle in your arm. Do you see what I mean? Like I that's what I'm talking about. Like yeah, yeah. That's what the do as I say, not as I do is like you're supposed to. If you're right, then you wouldn't do the thing. Son, I've felt better than any human on earth could ever feel, <laughs> and I d- would never wish that on you. <laughs> <laughs> Life is pain, and that's why heroin exists. (laughs) (laughs) No, heroin, no, pain exists to justify heroin. (laughs) (laughs) That's how good it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pain got created because we're like, okay, we can't just be happy. How can I make this heroin even better? Let me. (laughs) Let me go fuck up my life so much that if I'm ever sober for a second, I'll blow my brains out, (laughs) and then heroin will truly be the greatest thing you could ever do. (laughs) Suicide's funny, isn't it? Apparently tonight it was Tonight I did some suicide material that did really well I wish the audience could have seen what happened Let me tell you So this. Let the me crowd tell today, you let me, let me tell you a little story about Brian Bogey We're doing the show And the crowd's kind of up and down They're one of those crowds They're my least favorite type of crowd My fa- least favorite type of crowd is like a clan crowd Or a Nazi crowd But if yours is ones that don't laugh that loud I get it What? <laughs> Like a Charlottesville rally? That's Sir, my least favorite unlike crowd. I'm not taking the Nazi gig, motherfucker. <laughs> I can. They're tough to make laugh. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I think they should be allowed. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm tied to the front of a Dodge Challenger getting yeah, flung into a rally. The... Yeah, I'm at the point now I don't have to take the Nazi gigs this anymore. This wasn't worth $50. <laughs> as I'm... Protesters are flying off my knees. Anyway, what are you saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, the crowd tonight. Yeah, so there's different kinds. There's the belly laughers. There's the easy crowd that laughs at everything you say. Um, there's the um, dumb crowds that where you have to, like, dig a little deeper and explain things a little bit more in order for them to understand it. There's, like, pretentious crowds that are like, mm, you didn't make a Nietzsche reference. I'm not laughing. There's, like, all different kinds. And my least favorite one... Um, Obviously, because I didn't think I had to mention the Nazis, but <laughs> naughty Nazis, the naughty naughty Nazis. That'll be a point of me ordering at this uh, <laughs> at this <laughs> condo later tonight on their Direct TV. <laughs> 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 
Naughty Nazis. It's the only service provider that still has <laughs> pay-per-view where you can buy pay-per-view. <laughs> that's that's how deep we are, kids, in Newport News. Well, you were just saying your least favorite kind of crowd is the polite not uh, not laughers. And I was, oh, the suicide thing. I was talking about suicide on stage. And yeah. you said you were going to tell a story. That's right. And so they're polite laughers. They'll smile and nod at you, and they won't give you much sound. So it, it doesn't give you a lot to go on. So fucks your rhythm up. Too. It does fuck your rhythm up. Um, and at the same time, it's you want to get mad mine. at them, but they're having a good time. But it doesn't sound like they're having a good time. So it's super confusing. So and I've just dealt with these crowds enough that I knew that that's what was happening tonight. So I was like, I'm still just gonna entertain you the whole time. Instead of getting mad at because you're not reacting the way I want to. Because that um, is a tantrum. A very, That's a comedian tantrum. You had a strange set for what I watched because I, I had a set that had real highs and real lows. Mm-hmm. Like I had some massive pops and some real dead areas. Real, real dead areas. Uh-huh. And I felt like for you, they were just, they loved you. But they just didn't make a sound for you at all. When I was yeah, watching it was you. weird. Like they would like agree and like they nod. weren't talking. Mm-mm. They were looking attentive. They were they had they a nice me. face. They had you know they were smiling, but like for me it was like we hate you, we love you, we hate you, we love you, we hate you, we love you, we hate you. We I think you. you left that set and the audience didn't know, still didn't know how to feel about you. That felt good. That's a good thing. <laughs> I like that. I think you might have confused it because this because this was what was great is uh, they weren't giving Brian what Brian wanted, so Brian. Quite literally, it was like, I saw a shift in his face. He goes, <laughs> he was in the middle of a bit, and they didn't laugh for like two lines, and then he was like, huh, huh. And I almost saw him go, oh, yeah, motherfucker. I'll show you how bad this can be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. And then you he want this to be stops bad? in the middle of a bit. He doesn't do the punchline. He goes... Funny thing about suicide and just goes a hard <laughs> left and uh, let's talk about killing myself, motherfucker. How about that? And they loved it. <laughs> it was the biggest laugh he got in his entire set was talking about. And then he called it out and he was like, he was like, I can't believe the biggest laugh I got was me talking about hanging myself. Oh, it's because I'm the one that dies in the bit. That's why you like. Yeah, I was it. like, oh, I get why you guys like this because I died in that joke. So you hate me. <laughs> you guys hate me. You guys fucking hate me. <laughs> it is fun watching you up there deal with your emotions in well, public. Well, you know what? I, I told uh, Travis Carl, who's been working with us this week, mm-hmm. I told him that my. My, th- I'm hoping it becomes my thing, because it's a problem where I let the crowd in a hundred percent on the process. I don't hide anything, so I tell them what they're like. I tell them what I'm thinking. I review things after they've happened, and I just I I am very break the fourth wall Gary Shandling show style thing. It's a fun. It's a fun thing to do. I've done that before where I. You break down a joke. You break down the process. I've told people about how, like, I mean. But I can't not do it. That's yeah. the thing. I can't not do it. So I'm very much hoping that that becomes a style thing. But I think it's also, I think it's great because what you're doing is you're creating a unique relationship with this group of people every time you do that that's why people like it whether they like some of the shit you say or they hate some of the shit you say either way 
you were inevitable like you were present with them right and people love that shit that's why everybody loves crowd work is because they feel like they're getting a unique experience yes and yes. because you're on stage and <laughs> you either get too much rage or too much <laughs> excitement or it's a combination of this is not exactly what i wanted so now fuck you regardless of what the reason is it like it creates this uh this very unique experience where like i'm either gonna witness a guy lose his shit or i'm gonna witness something funny either way this is happening right now and i'm world stirring it in my brain right you know in a way it's funny because i I never would think that he's a big influence on me but that's very marin sounding (laughs) that's very what when you watch marin not i mean if you listen to old but it's way sillier marin is just like his is way like more self-loathing yours is like general loathing Mm -hmm. it's not just me it's us fuck you fuck me fuck that this is happening well i think my whole thing is that like and i think it's from playing music where it's like i'm gonna give you an experience so it's like if you don't like me i'm gonna make you hate me and if you do like me i'm gonna make you love me see that's a that's in a way is an interesting perspective when i meet comics that have done music before is you guys also had a unique experience of emitting other uh, emotions other than laughs out of people. Sure. You know, like I'm certain in the punk world, you make songs to upset people, you to uh, evoke um, like people getting angry, like mm-hmm. anger, you know, um, your fucking ballads. I'm like the, the lovey shit. Like you guys get to pick how you want to make a person feel. And right. whereas stand up, you only have that one so I think when you take that and you apply when you once you mix those two skills, mm-hmm. then you really get to like fuck with people. Like it's always the people like great great guys like Joe Sib and like um I'm trying to think of other people who are musicians. Well, I mean Mark Marin. Oh yeah, Mark Marin. That's a pretty yeah. <laughs> <the thing> <laughs> saying, we were just talking about. The roundabout way I was agreeing with you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same kind of thing where you kind of do this push and pull where it's not enough just to crush. You want to like be able to evoke different emotions in people, right? And that, I mean, I think the benefit of that in this business is that uh, the one-liners murder, you know. Mm-hmm. But we can only name like Mitch Hedberg and Stephen Wright. There's not a lot of one name yeah. one-liners you can name, but they will make you feel like you stink if you're on a show with a one-liner. They will get so much laughter, so much more laughter, so much frequent laughter, so much rolling laughter, but nobody fucking remembers them. And I feel like it's kind of like it's like comparing uh, like a painter to a surgeon. You know what I mean? A surgeon is precise. It, it's exact. I feel like, like comparing a painter to a caricature drawing guy on a like in San Francisco, like a guy who gives you a big nose mm-hmm. and you love it. But you don't. It's just because it's your face. You don't really remember. You don't the remember artist. the name of the artist. Yeah. No, I can't name a I caricature think I've artist talked about this on the podcast before. But it, to me, it's like. The people who write jokes that you love versus people who you love. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And I think in 2018, doing comedy, 2019 soon, uh, they because of social media and all that stuff, they want a person. They don't want the jokes that you love nearly as much. And so I think they want both because people want jokes now and people love people forever. But it's kind of like how people post meme jokes without ever even considering giving credit to the source sure you know so like i think jokes are a little have a little bit less of a social value or a social capital that whereas like you get a burt kreischer 
And it's like, man, I I want to be you. I want to be a part of you. I want to be you or as close to you as possible. And I want to hear what you have to say. It's that whole Howard Stern, like, I just want to know what he has to say next. Yeah, you know? exactly. Either whether you like him or you hate him, it doesn't matter. I just want to know what you're going to say. I think that's the only way you really make a lot of money right now. If you think of all the top-notch comedians, I mean, there's I think there's a reason why comedians think David Tell is the best, but the public doesn't. Right. You know, because mm-hmm. comedians, we want to be funny. Jokes are the main thing we do. Burt Kreischer, he's he he feeds into that experiential thing that like you're buying into my lifestyle. But he writes jokes every day and jokes are the reason why he makes money and he loves jokes and he wants to be the best at jokes. He isn't. David Tell is. So he's probably a little jealous of David Tell and all the comics are jealous of David Everybody's Tell. Everybody's jealous of David Tell. Are you kidding yeah, me? Everybody's To have jealous. a kind of mind that thinks in jokes like that. Like we all think in jokes at one level. But not the way that but guy is public, a machine. Because you don't know anything about him. I don't. I don't know shit about him. Yep. And I like the guy, yeah. like as an individual. And I don't know anything. I don't know fuck all about David Hell. Exactly. And that just doesn't translate to money anymore. You know, Stephen Wright was a Grammy-winning comedian who sold out theaters for years. But like that just doesn't happen anymore. Like I don't think you get to be. It's weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Insomniac, you kind all you really got to know about him was that he was witty and an alcoholic. That's all you got in Insomniac. And that he could make friends very easily. <laughs> like that was it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, David Tell is the comedian's comedian number one. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the ultimate. Todd Berry's another great example of a guy that is ripped off that comedians love and think is brilliant, but. Can't really sell out. Doesn't do theaters. You know, he's been doing it 30-something years. Doesn't really. Probably does a theater in Portland, maybe. Like, he probably has a couple theater towns. But, like, every comedian loves him. But he does not sell any of a lifestyle. You well, know? I also, you, you still also don't know about it. I mean, he did a whole, he just did a whole tour that was all crowd work anyways. Well, he's done a, he did a sp- crowd work special. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I, I love and him. It's, yeah, it, it is masterful. But mm-hmm. I still don't know fuck all about Tom Barry. <laughs> And that's fine for us as comedians because we're part we're, we write jokes, so we're like yeah. we just can worship his ability to write jokes, and that's enough. But I think with social but that media, that doesn't equate to money. I think with the way social media is now, you can't you can't be like that. You got to sell a whole life experience, which is fucking frustrating. You know, like yeah, it creeps into your mind even at the level I'm at, where I'm a nobody who does nothing. It's like you feel this constant pressure to be documenting your entire life for people. Cause you're like, God, I need people on board with me. Yeah. As, and it, that's a lot of pressure and it stops you from being in the moment ever. Like you're never in the moment cause you're thinking about documenting yeah, and, it. And it's also that I feel like also because of how like our age, we're also at the point where we are people who still like to live in the moment and not document everything we have to do. But we also see everyone else doing this so it's something that we feel like we have to do so it's like being in the middle of this we don't like, feel it we know we have to do it yeah you know, the only route to money in this business is by selling your entire life it's a it's a weird duality that we have to live in because i feel like young people have always had they've had more of their life yeah, they were born with a phone in their hands yeah it's yeah more normal than for us because we were in this like crack where i've always said that if if my stories when you go on instagram and if you don't follow me, it's at Brian J. Vokey. I do incredible <laughs> stories. I do amazing stories. Your stories are actually pretty fun. But I'll tell you this. The, uh, the more of the stories I have, 
no matter what the content is in the stories, the more bored and or miserable I am and the happier I am, the, the, less, the less I'm on my phone. Yeah. That's why the last six months I haven't I haven't posted as much content. Yeah. It's just been like, sorry, but another cool thing happened and that's really all I have going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not me. I've been posting a bunch in the last six months. <laughs> My stories right now, you know how they like get thinner. They're popping. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of stories. A lot of stories. I have more stories um, on this tour just because, but it's also because of me. it's fun. Yeah. I'm, also, also I'm an IG hog <laughs> and I come up with ideas all oh the time. Oh my God, you're so silly on IG. <laughs> I am. I'm a gram. I'm a grandmaster flash. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I really have great content and I think you should follow me. Um, it's hit or miss because I show you motherfucking everything, okay? <laughs> not everything. Well, I'm not jerking off at the moment, so I show you everything except showering. <laughs> and even then. Comedian even Jackson then. Banks, who hopefully we'll have on the podcast soon. He's from Salt Lake City. He's raised Mormon. He's one of my favorite working comics right now. He uh, he told me I'd be funnier if I didn't jerk off. So I said, sure, I'll, whatever, please, anything. Did you really do? Are you serious? 100%, dude. I'm, living like, I'm living like a monk. Hold up. But how long has probably... it, how long has it been since you jerked off? I don't know. I didn't mark my calendar. But you know. I don't. I really don't know. You have no idea. Not even a fucking inkling. You don't know if it's I been... could ballpark it. Because if it's been like you know, like if it's been like three days, fuck you. Who gives a shit? But if it's no, been it's like been more than that. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't have no point of Comedian reference. Cinema Club, the last Comedian Cinema Club, which, by the way, check us out every Wednesday at Black Rabbit Rose. Okay? <laughs> I'm getting all these damn plugs in. But uh, God damn it. Hold on. Comedian Cinema Club, we did. It's been 11 days. How often did you regularly masturbate? Are you really like. That's the longest I've gone besides when I had like kidney failure. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. And that was just because I'd come blood. Sorry, Roey. <laughs> I hate that my family listens to this shit because <laughs> there's so much I want to say. There's a Cannibal Corpse song called I Come Blood, and I really related to that <laughs> one time. One time. It was a very relatable song. Death metal band out of Buffalo. Check them out. <laughs> <laughs> they have a song. They're the band in Ace Ventura when Ace Ventura goes into that club and there's a death metal band playing. Mm -hmm. And he's like, excuse me, is Rick here? And the guy's just headbanging and doesn't answer him. And he's like, thank you. <laughs> and they're playing Hammered Smash Faces is the song they're playing on that by Cannibal Corpse. New England clam chowder. <laughs> is that the red or the white? Oh, I can never remember that. White. I know that whole movie by heart. Really? Mm hmm The first Ace Ventura? Yeah. Do you remember the second one? Quite a bit, but not by heart. I love the second one, too. I still, to this day, you know how you always do the um, the Casey and JoJo thing in the car? Close to me. Mm -hmm. I always, I always uh, a snippet I always say is, Guano! <laughs> <laughs> Bat shit. <laughs> Which is from Ace Ventura, Bad Detective Part 2. It's an, um, it, it just go on YouTube and watch the rhino birth scene. It'll make you laugh. When it his, doesn't matter who you are, it will make you laugh. Jim Carrey, in my opinion, is underrated. I think he was... How so? Here's the thing. For people our age and a little bit older than us, he's appropriately rated. But I feel like the younger generation doesn't know about Dumb and Dumber. The younger generation doesn't know about Ace Ventura. I talk to people and all they know you about... You know what him, it is? It's because it was like... It's a slow fade out of slapstick. Me, myself, and Irene... 
is yeah. so funny. That scene where he takes a piss, but he'd been up fucking all night. Mm-hmm. And the piss comes out standing up, like at shoots back at him. Yeah. And he's like, why am I pissing like I had sex last night? I had never known that other people experienced that kind of thing. It was. <laughs> <laughs> you, you related? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my hurt. color purple. <laughs> <laughs> Me, myself, and Irene is my color purple. <laughs> it was finally nice to see my people represented on a screen, you know? My color, Irene. Let's do the grape of the week. It's the Gripe of the Week. It's, it's the, the Gripe, gripe of, of the, the week. week. Carlos Luis Delgado's Gripe of the Week is people... Carlos Delgado from the Toronto Blue Jays? No, Brian. That would be so fucking dope. It's not him. Carlos Luis Delgado's Gripe of the Week is people who forget to cancel their automatic payments, so they call into a company and claim they got hacked. Fuck you. I've done that five times. <laughs> well, stop doing it, dude. Just cancel your shit. I have a hard, I've got, I fucking signed up for, so I could swipe on girls before I get to the town. Oh my God. What? I've been screwed so many times doing that, where it's like you sign up for a free 30 day trial of like, you know, Bumble Extra or whatever. And, uh, and so you can get a head start. So just set an alarm in your phone when you got to cancel it. I don't need this advice. Listen, I screwed up a few times. And it turns out I was hacked. <laughs> it was not hacked. You fucked up. Some Nigerian hacked in my phone. You guys say just na- for you to get one extra month of Bubble Plus or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Listen, I'm looking for a mother to a child. Okay, we talked about <laughs> it during this podcast. I need to find a mother. Mitch Burrow's gripe of the week is the McRib is back, and I almost shit my pants because of it. Wait, did you almost shit your pants because you ate a McRib and it made you sick? I think that's what that means. Listen, I'm going to be 100% honest with with our listeners. Mitch Burrow is a comedian who I know personally. Something tells me he's always on the verge of almost shitting his (laughs) pants. (laughs) I don't think the McRib is the reason why he's almost shitting his pants. The 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 McRib is the reason right now. Are you one of those McRib people? Were you one of those people that were like, fucking, I love a McRib? Did you, did you ever like it? Did you ever have it? Yeah, it's all right. And I'm very middle of the road about the McRib. I never had any interest because I was, I, I don't like sweet barbecue. I have a really, I'm very particular when it comes to sweet and meat mixed together. Sweet like I can, I can fucking, I can fuck with like a little bit of like grilled pineapple on a taco. Okay, I'll fuck with it. Throw some plantains in that bitch. Yeah, sweeten it up. But like something like that, fuck that. I don't like anything that's sweet. That's literally just me, like, like pouring. Wait, something like what? What do you like say? The McRib, like the that sweet barbecue sauce. Is the Mar- sauce? McRib that sweet? It's got that sweet barbecue it's sauce on it. It's been a long time since I had one. I didn't remember. I don't remember. I just don't like sweet barbecue at all, period. Like, I'm more of a vinegar person or a mustard-based person. Like, I like so that shit. Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I like that. Or Virginia, the vinegar stuff. It's like, I love that shit. But... And I'll even fuck with the Alabama white, but like the sweet shit that Where Memphis were we? Shit, we just had Alabama white barbecue sauce. He, um, in Richmond. We got ribs with ribs Alabama, with Alabama white, barbe- white barbecue sauce. Oh my sauce. God, they were so fucking good. Where yeah. was that? The name of the place is called Pasture. If you're ever in Richmond, go to Pasture and get the uh, the ribs. They're, they're pretty badass. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And then we had a rib left, left over. And yep. it, I think that helped one of the comedians who remain nameless get home 
Not as fucked up, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that, he ate I think that, that rib. rib save his life. I think it sucked up a little <laughs> bit of the booze as he fucking meandered home. He's fine. Don't worry. Everybody's fine. So I think Mitch gets fucking gripe of the week, dude. He had the best one. I know uh, I'm anti McRib and it's not really about shitting his pants, but look at where it, look at where it brought us. What's his gripe though? Is his gripe that he shit his pants or that he hates that the McRib is back or that the McRib made him shit his pants? He's being vague. The McRib Poor writing. is back and I almost shit my pants because of it had to shit I, but himself. you could also get from that that the he's so excited that the McRib is back that he almost shit his pants i don't know we got any more gripes <laughs> i'm on the fence about that one okay i think mitch is very funny but i'm on the fence about the gripe check out his comedy at brian j Vokey. <laughs> that's you <laughs> oh my bad, my bad. <laughs> somebody's being cheeky you, you're so fresh right <laughs> now so fucking bad you're such a bad that Carrie Myers grape of the week is great name by the way right Carrie Myers grape of the week is stale Krispy Kreme donuts here's the thing oh I it? can actually this is legit get a microwave bitch it doesn't fucking make it any better yes it does it doesn't you you don't you don't even know who you're talking to right now. I do because I, I've done the same thing we're the same piece of shit Brian. I have exclusively from age 19 to 25 exclusively the only donuts i ever ate were out of the dumpster okay out of the dunkin donuts dumpster and the krispy kreme dumpster and you throw you would bring an entire trash bag full of dumpster uh, dumpster donuts back into the can we just fucking plop it on the kitchen floor and people would be eating them and there'd be flies and shit and you throw them in the microwave you put them on for 30 seconds and they come back to life it's like Botox in an old bitch's face. (laughs) (laughs) You throw that thing in the fucking microwave and it's good to go. I'm just saying every fucking Krispy Kreme place, the hot sign is on like every 25 minutes. Like if they're already like a stale one is so it's so disappointing. Not. If you're prepared, okay, yeah, I get. Yeah, sure. If I dug a fucking, <laughs> if I was eating donuts out of a dumpster, I, my expectations would be yeah, lower. Yeah, if you're walking through the front door and you're ma- getting backdoor donuts, yeah, in the front <laughs> door, that's a problem. If I'm picking flies and other things like a fork spoke out of the fucking donut that I'm eating, yeah, I'm not gonna have. But if somebody has Are they a box s- spokes, I never thought of that. Like a bike spoke, like the fork, the 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 teeth on a tong. Sp- Is it a teeth? Tings? Tongs? Tank? I don't know what it's called. Let me tell you one thing. <laughs> but if I'm, if somebody brings a box of motherfucking, if you're spending Christmas, money, they should be fresh. Not even just spending money, but if a motherfucker shows up at an office with a box of donuts, if they're stale, I want to shove that donut. Like up your ass, bro. Fuck or you in your in pee your hole donuts. and call it sounding. Yeah, I want to sound your dick hole <laughs> with a Krispy Kreme donut. Fuck you. Wow. There's a candle in this room that looks like a crawler. Cru- what do you call it? Cruller. Cruller. And since we're talking about donuts, you want to eat yeah, that? Yeah, I want to eat that candle now. <laughs> Ooh, I want to eat that candle. Ooh, I want to eat that candle. Ooh, I want to eat that candle. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, last grape of the week is Kyle Roos, whose his grape of the week is tattoo models being more known than the tattoo artists that do the work that's on their body. Do you also get mad at like the bra 
that Heidi Klum is wearing because you're like, I want to know who designed that bra. <laughs> like, who gives a shit? You're looking at a body. I think he gives a shit because he's also a tattoo artist. But that is like, it is shitty for you to not give credit. I'm saying like, if you have, if you have a whole sleeve done by a motherfucker, like, especially with like Suicide Girls and all that shit, like all these magazines that are full of fucking scantily clad women with tattoos, you can't throw a motherfucker a line and be like, this dude put this fucking Grim Reaper on this chick's thigh. No, it doesn't. You Sure, do it. Credit. No, What's wrong with giving nobody a Nobody will give a shit. Nobody gives a fuck. That's not true. That's Are you the true. same so person people... who looks at a beautiful woman in a low-cut T-shirt that has a screen-printed image on it, and you're like, damn, who screen-printed that shirt? It's not who screen-printed it, but it's also for, because that kind of shit's also advertising. If it's advertising the tattoos, too, like I know a lot of people who are like, ooh, I like the way somebody draws that. I want that kind of drawing drawn on me. It's the same shit like like when I scroll through Instagram and I see artists, I go, ooh, I like that. I want that person to do the art. I want to see that art in this context. That's the problem with mis- mixing sex and advertising. Yeah. It- go watch your fucking porn. But if it's in a tat, if it's, we're talking about tattoo models. If these models are modeling tattoos, throw a fucking bibliography at the bottom. And it, the people who are interested, the nerds who are like, ooh, it's interesting, that's not flesh at all. When they know that, then they can look it up and have the information there. But if not, then you could just be like, oh, it's got a nice canvas and a butt. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't know. I don't. I just don't feel any passion about this one. I get it. That's your livelihood. I mean, it's probably like how we feel about the fat Jewish. No, I think you mean the fat Jew, which was a what? comedian. Originally, his name was the fat Jewish way back. Okay, but we and you need he, to specify. You don't just don't say the fat Jewish. And then as if that as doesn't if, sound as I mean, if I if nobody knew what no, we were talking about, like you're being racist. Sure. So it may, it yeah, may sound terrifying. like a big racist, but if they don't know who the fat Jew is, if I said, oh, that sounds like the fat Jew, it's going to hit just as hard as saying the fat Jewish. I guess that's true. But that's why the fat Jew is a comedian who was like stealing. He's not a comedian. He's a meme stealer. And he's rich from it. And so that's annoying to me. So I get maybe that's that's me. That's the best I can try to relate to you (laughs) about this tattoo shit. I just don't care. I love tattoo moms. Don't talk about my girls. Who do you think got it? I don't know. They were all good. I disagreed with all of them because it's late and I'm feeling disagreeable. Mm -hmm. But secretly, I agreed with every single one of those gripes. I think the shitting your pants over the McRib is great. I think you tattoo artists should get credit. And uh, what was the first one? People who cancel their automatic payments was the first one. I don't like that one because it's like taking the man's side. It's like, who gives a fuck? Who, what, what do you work for where you care? That I, to me, you sound like a company man, and every company man could go jump in a lake as far as I'm concerned. I don't yeah, mean to sound so vulgar. He's the guy that won't give his, his Netflix password to anybody. Yeah. Um, I, so who do you think gets it then? And the the stale Krispy Kreme donuts. I think that's that's mine. I know you are biased with your dumpster donut. But I, I, I agreed. I, I I gave a I I um I, I gave a caveat. I'm saying if you're getting them out the back door, then don't have any standards. If you're getting them out the front door, you should have a standard. So actually, Krispy Kreme is the one I agreed with the most. If you're buying a donut off of a shelf and you're spending money and it's inside the store and it's not in a black trash bag with pink pieces of paper rustled up in there in a dumpster, then yes, it should be fresh. You shouldn't get a stale donut out the front door. So I'm with you. 
All right, I agree. Carrie Meyer, you get gripe of the week. I agreed with three out of four of those, but like, who wants to listen to a bunch of people agree? I agree. I agree. Next yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Nobody That's wants to not what that. we do on No Sir. I no, don't no, like no. it. God Mitch damn it. Burrow, I agreed 100%. Like, if the McRib's making you shit your pants, then actually stop fucking eating me, fat fuck, if they're making <laughs> you shit your pants. If that happened more than once, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening. <laughs> One more time, I know Mitch. He's a friend of mine, <laughs> <laughs> and I really like him. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. Make sure you follow us on all the assorted social media, at NoSirPod, at Brian J. Vokey, at the Funny Carmen. Subscribe to us. Um, you know, Write a nice little review for us if you want to. If you want to, you can. You can also email us at NoSirPod at gmail.com. Check out our rad fucking website, NoSirPod. Dot com. And if you like the the website, please message us. And if you would like your website designed by the person who designed our website, that would be great. She's fantastic. And she's, and she's fucking Brian's sister. She's Don't my motherfucking dick. sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd love to throw her some work because we like to keep the money in the mafia. You know what I'm saying? You fucking get it. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. No, sir, I don't like it. 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 No 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 sir, I don't like it. What the fuck is the fucking matter? What are you stupid away? What the fuck is the fucking matter? What the fuck is the fucking matter? What the fuck is the fucking matter? What are you stupid away? I like it, I don't like it, I don't like it. No sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No sir, I don't like it. No sir, I don't like it. But I don't want your life. No sir, I don't like it. But I don't want your life. No sir, I don't like it. But I don't want your life. No sir, I don't like it. But I don't want your life. No sir, I don't like it. But I don't want your life.